Hello, good human, and welcome or welcome back to the Sunshine Project podcast. My name is Chloe. I am your host, and you and I are getting woo-woo today. We are. We are getting spiritual. We are getting into it because we are speaking through all things manifestation, the law of attraction, lucky girl syndrome, the power of positive thinking. And look, just to let you behind the curtain a little bit here, this is actually the second time I've recorded this episode. Because the first time, I fully intended for this week to be a broader topic. It was going to be all about the power of our minds. And this episode that's going out on Monday was going to be about the law of attraction. And Wednesday's episode was going to be about how to have good ideas. But holy guacamole, I sat down and I recorded for 45 minutes and I finished recording and I was like, that's just episode one and I have not even said half the things I want to say and also it's such a big idea and a big concept and a jumble and we will still do how to have a good idea because it is really important and perhaps a little more practical than some of this, but not today, not this week because this week, my love, is all about manifestation. Each week we start with a mindful moment and this week is no different and as you know if you've listened before the mindful moment starts with us centering ourselves and meeting each other right here right where we are at this worn kitchen table. I'm passing you a coffee or a tea or a macadamia milk mocha I'm smiling at you and you're meeting me here. So what I want you to do is close your eyes, unless you're driving, but if you're walking, you could stop still for a second. If you're standing, just close your eyes. I want you to drop your shoulders. I want you to unclench your jaw. I want you, my love, to unfurrow your brow and I want you to smile gently gently don't let it spring across your face let a smile unwind across your face and as you do that with your eyes closed and your shoulders dropped I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose two three four five and slowly and gently let that breath out and I want you to do that again a few more of those big deep breaths while I speak with you about your happy place. And as I said, we are two friends sitting across a table from one another and this is one of those friendly conversations that is equal parts firm and loving. When I ask you where your happy place is, what comes to mind? Is it a faraway land? Is it the beach, the ocean? Is it the middle of a hike? Is it the middle of a crowded dance floor? How often are you there? How often are you in the place or somewhere that is like the place if it is miles and miles away, soaking in that energy and feeling peaceful and golden? And if the answer is that the place is close by and the place that makes you smile and and feel at home and that you're rarely there, I am gently asking you why. What are you waiting for to spend more time there? Are you waiting for life to get less busy? 
Are you waiting for your priorities to shift and is there a reason that they'll be able to shift if you don't put your mind to it? This week, I would love for you to visit your happy place and look, if it's Kyoto in Japan and you live in Sydney, Australia, then maybe not physically, but an element of it. Maybe eat the food, look back at photos, plan a trip. You deserve to be in your happy place, physically, mentally. Let it energize and recharge you. You deserve to feel the feeling that you feel when you're there. Stop putting it off. Please stop putting it off. May you physically exist in that place sooner than you think and may you make time and energy for it because your happy place is waiting for you. I encourage you to be there. Okay, that is our mindful moment for today and I must admit it was inspired by the fact that I actually had a bit of a hissy fit at myself this week because one day I was having a really bad mental health day at the start of this week and I was like I should go down to the beach and then I thought no no ridiculous I can't go to the beach I've got work to do and then I thought hang on why not and so I packed a bag I packed sandwiches I packed some fruit I packed some caramel chocolate chip cookies just to balance things out I grabbed a beach shelter I grabbed a big blanket to put on the ground. I grabbed my iPad and I went down to the beach and I did my work under my beach shelter all day instead of sitting at my desk and doing it because I'm in a place where I can do that. Like, what am I, what am I waiting for to be able to spend more time at the beach when it makes me so happy? Am I waiting for summer to end? Am I waiting to have children who have lives and schedules that I need to adhere to? Am I waiting for... I don't know. I don't know what I thought I was waiting for, but I've started prioritizing it because by prioritizing things that make me happy, I am prioritizing myself. And sometimes I think that by never prioritizing the things that make us happy and fill our cup, I kind of, look, doing those things is self-care. Not doing them is self-harm. It is. And it might be light self-harm, but It's harming ourselves and our minds and our bodies and our lives. So anyway, that's not the point of today's episode because today I am introducing you to manifestation. Maybe you're across it. Maybe you know all about it, but we are coming at this with me pretending that you don't. Either way, I'm going to share with you what manifestation is. I'm going to share with you how I came across the law of attraction. I am going to share with you my experiences with manifestation, how I've manifested first a car parking space and then a drone and then our home. I manifested our cottage and this land and this life. And I say that in the same way I would say I had an oat milk mocha this morning because I did and it's the truth and if you have reservations look I will address them but please try and leave them next to you just for this episode and the next one please try and have an open mind because I just think this stuff is really important and really helpful I'm not telling you this to sell you anything I'm not telling you this for it to impact me in any positive way I'm sharing this with you because I am hopeful that it will change your life in the ways that it has changed mine. So, yeah, let's do that. 
What is the law of attraction? Well, there are two ways of quantifying this idea. One is faith-based and one is grounded in science. And both of them are, in essence, the concept that what we think, we attract. I'm going to be really vulnerable with you here and tell you that I'm actually all in on the faith-based side of things. That doesn't mean that I agree with every element of what's been shared around the law of attraction from a faith-based lens, but as somebody who doesn't prescribe to a formal religion or dogma, it is a pretty big call to say that I have faith in this, but I've really found myself accepting the elements of magical thinking that comes with this side of the law of attraction. That's the thinking that says that our thoughts have frequencies and that when we send our thoughts out, we call back in objects, ideas, and opportunities that are on the same frequency. Kind of like how you tune a radio station to a certain frequency and then that station floats across the airwaves and you hear the sound of it through your car. That thinking that says that thoughts of abundance bring abundance. That thoughts of worry bring worry. That thoughts of a very specific shell bring a very specific shell to you. And on the other hand, we can view the law of attraction through a lens that is scientifically sound, less pseudoscience-y, because as much as I'm into it, I do accept that it does require us to relax our minds a little bit to take it in. But the scientifically sound side of this is positive psychology. So it's true that there isn't concrete science definitively proving the law of attraction, but there is so much information out there that says that elements of this are proven to work and with really good resources on why. I'll pop an article I read that did a roundup of some studies in the show notes. But a really interesting one was that a study from 2009 in Philosophical Transactions of the Royal Society B showed that the ability to imagine a hypothetical situation before it occurs may actually afford greater accuracy in predicting its outcome. And Alongside with that, a 2005 review from the American Psychological Association found that happy people, people with positive affect, people that gave more conscious thought to the good things that were happening in their lives or the good things or the nice things or the positive things that they anticipated happening in their lives, were more likely to find success across many life levels, including marriage and friendship and income and health and career. So you put those two things together, the idea that if we can imagine a positive hypothetical situation, we might find that situation unfolding in front of us, and the knowledge that people with a positive affect tend to have more positive things happening within their lives. That's some pretty good science. I learned about the law of attraction from the 2006 book The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, which was made popular by Oprah. So this is where a lot of people came across this idea for the first time. It has existed. This concept and idea has existed forever, long before 2006, which is actually what the book's about. But it is one of the 12 universal laws. So the 12 universal laws have been recorded in a number of places at a number of stages through existence. So they were recorded in ancient cultures in Hawaii, in China, all over the place. But it's widely held that a majority of these unchanging and intrinsic laws, which include the law of cause and effect, the law of relativity, the law of 
polarity and, of course, the law of attraction stem in their current form from a hermetic philosophy that was written down in ancient Egypt in 180. So that's 1900 years ago. So that's the law of attraction. That's what that is. One of the 12 universal laws. I learned about it in The Secret. It's been around forever. It's about our thoughts attracting our realities, what we think we attract. Manifestation is the physical act of the law of attraction. It's like the verb of the law of attraction. Lucky girl syndrome is essentially manifestation rebranded for TikTok. The power of positive thinking is manifestation rebranded for another very popular book that was written. All of these things, though, are under the banner of manifestation, under the banner of the law of attraction. It's all a very similar vibe. So that's what it is. Who believes in it, though? Like, it... It sounds maybe a little bit far-fetched to you. It sounds a little bit pseudoscience-y. It sounds a little bit like something that people on the fringes would be into, and that might be about it. Well, in case you can't tell, I believe in it. I am aligned with it. I buy into it. I am invested in it. I, I believe in it so strongly and so deeply. And so do all of the fulfilled and successful people I know. And that sounds like a really broad statement to make, but every single person that I know or I can think of that exists in my orbit or um, that I've come across or that I've read the works of or they all believe in it. They might call it the law of attraction. They might call it manifestation or calling things in or lucky girl syndrome or faith, but they are on board with the idea that our thoughts directly impact our lives and what we have in our lives and what we bring to us. So I'm fully aligned with it, as I said, all in, deeply committed in its most magical form, in its most spiritual, can't quite explain it, but really truly get it form. And I'll tell you why in a second. I'll tell you about my experiences with the law of attraction. But even if you're not at the sort of it's as tangible as time or gravity place that I'm at with it, then please know that there's something in it. Actually, there's so much in it. It is cognitive reframing and visualization. So the idea that what we think affects us sees us reframe our thoughts and our feelings. And I'm not talking about spiritual bypassing. I'm not talking about pretending that bad things don't exist or shoving down negative thoughts. I'm talking about working through negative thoughts and experiences in a way that is active so they become passive and then really dwelling on the good stuff and the stuff we want to attract more of. I'm not talking about toxic positivity. I'm talking about, yeah, just bringing more of the good stuff in. Aside from just the cognitive reframing and visualization aspect of the law of attraction and of manifestation, it is such a steady and true belief. So say the belief that like I am going to have a career that I really love 
say if I held that belief in my mind, not I hope I have a career that I really love or I I don't like having a career that I'm not enjoying or I wish I could find something that I enjoy, but the true steady belief, for example, that I am going to have a career, I am having a career that I really love, that have has elements in it that I am so excited about every single day, that steady true belief that good and specific things are coming your way sees your heart and your mind and your eyes open to them. So that means, you know, seeing paths that you might have otherwise missed. I'm talking about if you have a true and steady belief, I am going to meet the love of my life in the next six months. If that's a belief that you hold and you don't let anyone tell you that you're Delulu, if you believe in it in the same way that you believe if you water the pot plant in your bathroom when you're meant to, it will be alive and thrive, then you will find yourself seeing paths that you otherwise might have missed. You'll find yourself taking opportunities. You'll find yourself introducing yourself to people. You'll find yourself setting up a life where those things can come true. It's like when you're playing Spotto, you know, the, the yellow car game, when you're playing Spotto, you notice just how many yellow cars are on the road. And when you are so sure about what you have coming, you notice every tiny opportunity and choice and decision that'll get you there. Something that I really want to make sure I'm communicating to you as well while you listen to this is that while there's evidence for expecting to have a good day, having an actual effect on producing more good days in your life, we can't manifest all things immediately and there are other universal powers at play. I don't believe that if you have difficulty or trauma or tricky things happening in your life, that they are things that you have manifested or drawn to yourself. I don't believe that everything that happens in our lives is a form of manifestation. And I know that lots of the literature out there says that, but as someone with PTSD, I take no responsibility for the idea that my thoughts attracted traumas to me. And I think, honestly, it would be a bit main character of me to believe that that was the truth, to believe that I am such a master manifester that every single thing that happens in my life is a product of my thinking. Please do not guilt yourself or punish yourself for not having a better life. Because this is not to say that people who are not successful or not rich or people who are struggling with the weight of trauma haven't manifested something better for themselves. It's not about picking yourself up by your bootstraps and grasping an imaginary opportunity and holding it so closely that you believe it's real when the powers that be are seeing other things unfold in your life. It's about finding your own version of success in life, which might be as small as having a good day today or finding a beautiful shell or as large as manifesting a house. And you're going to have way more opportunities when you're expecting them to come your way because you look for them. And you're going to have a way better day if you believe that you will. That's positive psychology. That's the law of attraction. That's whatever you want to call it. But it's all about balance because manifestation can't fix the housing market and it isn't going to stop the bad news on the TV, but you can turn the TV off. And in your own universe, it will help you navigate those negatives in your life with much more happiness and much more room for opportunity than not.
And look, that stuff aside, the fact that you are opening your heart and your eyes and your mind aside, the fact that you are cognitively reframing and improving your mindset and and practicing visualization and being hopeful, push all that aside. If you are really, really cynical, you could just say it's a placebo effect. And the placebo effect is not as I thought it was honestly, for years, probably for too long. The placebo effect is not about invalidation. It's not about being like, oh, well, you had a placebo, so what you were experiencing wasn't real or wasn't true. The placebo effect actually refers to the remarkable and sound scientific proof that our thoughts and our beliefs can shape our lives. So it's about the mind-body connection, the placebo effect. There's actually quite interesting efficacy between the placebo in a number of different forms and expected or anticipated results. And yeah, like if you're going to be cynical, just tell yourself it's the placebo effect. But again, please push that cynicism for aside for just a moment because I am going to share with you my experience of the law of attraction and hopefully help you understand just why I am putting my whole tushy into this and honestly putting myself on the line a little bit because it's not everyone's thing Uh, but I'm hopeful that it will help. Okay, so I listened to The Secret in around 2016, and I say listen to because it was recommended to me, and I tried to read it, and I honestly, my eyes were just crossing. I don't know what it is. I really struggle to take in a lot of information through a page. Love reading a novel. Give me a fiction book any day of the week, but nonfiction and trying to read and understand, it is not for me. I like to be doing things. I like to be absorbing it through audio and I can rewind and I can re-listen and I can be active while I do it. So I listened to the audiobook of The Secret in 2016. It was my peak boss babe era. I was wearing blazers often. I was attending meetings that were about networking, which I look back on and I just can't believe I was straightening my hair every day. But people in my life at that time, a lot of people were recommending looking into the law of attraction, looking into the secret, because I would ask them straight out, like, how do you have what you have? And they would be like, oh, it's it's manifestation. And I was like, all right, I need to listen to this. I need to understand it. Now, at this point in my life, not only was I in my peak boss babe era, I was also feeling quite stuck. So I had just left university for the second time. I was living with Patrick's parents, my now husband's parents at the time, and I was going through some really heavy stuff personally. Like there was just a lot going on at that point in my life, feeling very stuck. But those things didn't really bother me. Like I was getting through them. I was working through them. It was fine. One thing that did really bother me in a really weird way is that I kept feeling quite jealous of someone that I knew because they kept seeing rainbows. Like I was struggling. I felt like I had a heavy weight on my chest quite often that I couldn't quite put off. I was feeling quite sorry for myself. I was well and truly 
not making enough money to live, not having enough joy in my life. It was quite grim. But the thing that bothered me was that this person I knew just kept seeing rainbows. And I mentioned it to a mentor of mine. I was like, oh, and also this person posts online every day it feels like, that they are just coming across beautiful rainbows and like beautiful outdoors. And and it's just like, I never see rainbows. I would love to see rainbows. I froth a rainbow. And this person said to me, you know, (laughs) excuse the language. um, She said, you know, some people are just kissed on the dick. And that phrase made me laugh. Um, she didn't mean it in a negative way. She just meant like, you know, some people have the universe shining down on them and not everyone does. But it also kind of unlodged something in me hearing that because I was like, I don't know that that's true. And actually, hang on, now you're saying that, now you're validating me. Thank you so much. I'm realizing that probably one of the reasons that I never see rainbows is that I am never outside. I'm never looking up at the sky. I'm never placing myself in a place where I can see rainbows. So like, is this person lucky? Are they finding themselves in these places and with these opportunities or are they putting themselves there? And it was that in combination with reading, listening to The Secret, that really spurred me into trying to take it a little bit more seriously. And so, you know, I started putting myself out there, going outside when it had just finished raining. And what do you know? I started seeing rainbows. And now we have what I call rainbow season, which is shoulder season at our cottage where I see honestly a rainbow or two every day for about two months of the year. But that's actionable stuff, right? Like what does that really have to do with the secret? Well, for starters, it kind of put me in the headspace that I had to set my intention, which was seeing rainbows, to see rainbows, and then I had to put things in place to make sure that that happened. As I started to feel my mind set shift, I decided to do a little test one day. And in hindsight, this is not a very good example of manifestation or of the law of attraction because it is absolutely a more long-term project. But it did really help me. I had just finished listening to the audiobook. I had just started shifting my outlook to one that was a little bit more positive and a little bit more about what I wanted to bring into my life rather than what I was lacking. And I was meeting some friends for a coffee on a Saturday afternoon in January in Brighton in South Australia, which is beach town, a very, very, very busy beach town with very, very, very limited parking options. And I just finished listening to the audiobook and I told myself, okay, all right, if this is real, I am going to get a park. I'm going to get a park on Jetty Road, on the main street of this very busy beach town, on maybe the busiest day of the year. And then I'm going to believe it. And then I'm going to give this more of a go. And as I drove up to the cafe, the car that was parked right in front turned on its headlights, turned on its indicator, pulled out, and I got that parking spot. And look, maybe that was a coincidence. Maybe that was just lucky. Maybe that was that idea of lucky girl syndrome, like, oh, that delightful, small, coincidental thing just happened to me. But it did get me thinking how could I bring this to life in a bigger way? How could I actually test this? Because that felt really good, like coincidence or magic or the law of attraction. Getting that car park, something so insignificant, felt unreal. And so I started applying it to more places. And 
things started falling into place in my life. The more convinced I was that I could think things into existence, the more I believed that I could draw in things that I was thinking positively about and that I was wrapping in love and sending out into the universe and hoping to get back, the more things came my way. So it was really fun and it was nothing big. It was like once I worked out that I really needed an extra $200 a week, I needed it because I was saving up for a trip overseas and I just felt so sure that that $200 a week would find me that a few days later when a family friend called and asked me to nanny their child for them for $200 one day a week that fit perfectly around my university and work schedule, I was like, oh yeah, of course that was going to happen. And then when my beautiful old car, I mean objectively not beautiful, banged up old Subaru Impreza from like 1992 was on the blink, someone in my life, an extended family member who had no idea about it, called me out of the blue and said, hey, I'm selling my old car, also 1992, but reliable and trusty and very well looked after. I'm selling it for $1,000. Are you interested? You're just sort of the age that I thought you might be interested at. And I was interested and I had $1,000 to spare, which never happens. It was from a tax refund. So all these little things started falling into place. And when each one did, I just felt more and more sure that the law of attraction was working, that this was something that was real and this was something that I could use and that my life could benefit from. And as I started feeling more that way inclined, I actually saw a huge and what has now become permanent shift in my mental health. I've spoken before, I'm not sure if I've spoken on the podcast about it, but I've certainly shared on social media that I went through a great bout of depersonalization or derealization for years and years, which was the result of trauma. Sorry, I'm getting quite a, like a funny feeling in my chest in my tummy talking about this, but yeah, for years, which is basically a disorder that means that you are disconnected from your body and disconnected from your mind and you just don't really feel like a person and it doesn't really feel like reality and it's kind of like you died and your ghost is just floating above you seeing things happen. So I had been experiencing that for many years and what I found is that the process of thinking so consciously actually healed that for me, not medical advice. Please don't get me wrong. I, I'm, if you are experiencing depersonalization or derealization, please speak to a professional about it because I now know that there are ways that you can address that and there are ways that you can fix that. I didn't know that at the time. I didn't even know what it was called. But what I found is I came out of that because I was thinking and existing so consciously that I wasn't floating anymore. Another really good and much stronger example of the law of attraction, lucky girl syndrome manifestation working for me was my very first tourism trip interstate. So I had somehow managed to talk a tourism body into letting me explore with them. It wasn't paid, but they did provide me accommodation. And I was traveling with them for the first time on Instagram. I think I had like a thousand followers. I did not have a large following at that time relative to now. I really probably sold them on the idea of me doing this trip because I had a drone. I had recently purchased a drone. I knew I could get this amazing footage and and these videos and these photos from above. And it was a real selling point. And so they agreed. 
And two months before I was due to go on this trip, I went overseas and I had a go at flying the drone that I'd saved up for for about a year on my own for the very first time. And I don't want to get into the exact details about that because it's a bit embarrassing, but I will say there was a boat. I flew it off a boat. There were these big rocks in the ocean in Thailand and I just watched it. I just watched it disappear. I ignored my gut feeling and the drone was gone and the drone was gone forever. And I met with my friend a month before we were due to leave. And she said to me, okay, and you've got the drone. You're, you're ready. You've you've got the drone flying thing down pat. And I said, oh no, um, lost the drone actually in Thailand. And she said, sorry, that's quite a big reason that they wanted you to do this. And I said, no, I know. I just have a good feeling though. It will work itself out. And she kind of goggled at me because I wasn't insured. She kind of goggled at me and was like, what do you mean it's going to work out? And I said, oh, I'm manifesting. It's, it's going to work out. Don't worry about it. And yeah, okay. She probably was worried about it, but not her circus, not her monkey. She was just coming along for the ride. So she let me be. She did ask me two weeks out from the trip, have you sorted out the drone thing? And I said, no, no, but it will be fine. And she said, sorry, do you have the money to buy a new drone? And I said, no, no, but all good. Don't worry about it. And I felt so sure that I didn't have to worry about it. And I could not explain why, because I didn't have any money. I didn't have any prospects. I was droneless. Nine days before we left on this trip, an Adelaide-based media company ran a giveaway on Instagram for a drone. Not only for a drone, for the exact drone that I had lost. The drone, but not the controller, which would have been a problem because you do need a controller, except for the fact that I still had the controller that would match perfectly to this drone because it was the exact same brand, model, everything that had recently gone missing. And I saw the competition and I was like, oh, there it is. There's, that's, yeah, that's what I knew was coming. And I entered the competition and I got the call two days before we left that I had won the competition. And so I drove into town and I picked up the drone and I had a drone for the trip. And my friend's face, when I showed her and I told her the story, like she didn't really believe it. And sometimes I find it hard to believe as well, but it's true. Scouts on her, 100%, no exaggeration, no inflammation. But my best story is, of course, about manifesting this place, our lovely cottage. And if you would like to hear that story, please come back for part two of our manifestation series. If you are not subscribed to the Sunshine Project podcast, please subscribe because I love having you here. I love being able to share this with you. I'm just so excited to be in your ears, uh, as always, honestly. Anyway, come back on Wednesday. I'll tell you the story and I will teach you how to be a master manifester as well. Okay. I love you. Good human. Thank you for being here. I will speak to you soon. Bye. This podcast was recorded and edited on Ghana land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.